You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast today. It's Monday, April 16th, 2018. You're listening... Episode 307. Rob and Jason here. That's us. That's us. I uh, On the way over here, uh, I noticed that the fair was setting up at Wing Stadium. There's a fair at Wing Stadium? Either, well, they're it's setting Wing's up. Wing's Event Center now. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I don't want to be Wing Stadium. Yeah. They're more than just hockey. They have other stuff there too. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, they have curling. That's where I where I go curling. <laughs> That's uh, true. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they were setting up the rides and stuff there in the parking lot when I drove past on the freeway. So cool. I know what you're doing with your kids this weekend. Nope. Nope. <sighs> All right. I don't even know what we're doing with our kids this weekend, but it's not going to the fair. No. No. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to get on some carny stuff. No. 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 I did that when I was a kid. Man, that sucked. I loved it as a kid. Carnelicious. <laughs> That's a new song. <laughs> Carnelicious. <laughs> oh yeah. Good yeah. Times. We've got uh, we've got some soda here. We do have some we, soda here. We have another soda. This is also from Rocket Fizz downtown. This is uh, Jersey Cream Triple Filtered. It's labeled as the perfect drink see that it says there the perfect drink in it green it does yeah i bet it's not it's probably not but i bet it's pretty good uh orca beverage incorporated that um, is a great name it is yeah orca beverage where is that from where is that from where is new, it made? new jersey is that what you just said uh it's jersey cream but it's oh. uh mukiltio washington okay that washington. sounds fake yeah ouch that's a that's a tight twist off for me Need something to protect my hand here. Yeah, oh, the old shirt trick. Yeah, I've done yeah. that about a thousand times. Ah, oh, I heard is. the heard the. Kss. There it is. There it is. Don't want to lose the cap here. Ow. All right. Smells good. Oh, sm- smells smells very creamy. Does it smell like the perfect drink? I don't know about that, but it smells pretty creamy. Perfect drink. That feels a little subjective. First of all, so all right, rest of that's yours. All right. I'll pour it up. Hmm. Man, it's almost kind of smells like medicine. <laughs> it's weird. You're selling me on this, man. I it's, can't it's wait. It's like I it's weird. It's like a, like a cream Dr Pepper almost. Oh gosh! But yeah. also a little medicine-y. You know what I mean by a little bit of Dr yeah. Pepper? Hmm. hmm. I actually really enjoy that. That's that's pretty easy. good. Yeah. It's almost actually. It smells almost like a creamy rock and rye. I can see. I that. love rock and rye. Oh. That's a. But this, it actually almost tastes like a creamy rock and rye. It's really good, yeah. 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 Hmm. I don't know if I'd call it the perfect drink, but it's it's, darn it's good. one of the better sodas I've had. It's darn good. Yeah. Yeah, it's darn good. Ooh, way to go. Here. Uh, okay, so Jersey Cream. Yeah. It's a winner. It rings, our ringing endorsement. Yeah. So recently. Recently? recently Uh-oh. Uh, we have started watching the Marvel movies. Have you? Yeah, with the kids. So, a lot of questions. A lot of questions to answer. Like what? Um, every question you could ever think of. Why is he there? Why is he doing that? Who's what that is guy? That? Why is he wearing that yeah. thing? Yeah. Where did he come from? What's his name? 
Yeah. Why doesn't he like that guy? Are they going to fight? Yeah. 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 Laurel kept complaining during Captain America because he didn't have the shield. When is he going to get the shield? <laughs> that's not. I'm like, he has a shield. She's like, that's not his shield. <laughs> I was like, you're right. It's not. Um, okay. But anyways, uh, yeah. So uh, we we're doing it in chronological order. Of the films, oh. not of the release dates. Oh, so we started with Captain America, uh-huh. then Iron Man, and I'm then Iron Man two, and then begrudgingly, we're gonna watch the Incredible Hulk next, which I've never actually seen. Cause the the one with Ed Norton, yeah, it's pretty good, is it? Yeah, because I don't really want to watch it, but yeah, no, it's pretty good. I liked it. The kids really were like, "Why isn't there a Hulk movie?" And I was like, "There is." Yeah, we'll just don't show them the uh, Ang Lee Hulk. No, 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 no. That was terrible. Which I, I, I appreciate what it, what they were trying to do with it. It's not good, but I appreciate right, it. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so there's that. And then... Because um, that was actually... What was that? The, I think that was the second Marvel movie. But it, but it's not... It doesn't have any of the other characters in it, though. It's in the continuity. It is. Well, I know. According to this website, it is. But Yeah. It, well, and, and it makes sense because when they pick up banner in the avengers right. it's in like ecuador or something in like a shack mm-hmm. which is where he's living at the end of the other yeah and not to spoil things for you but i'm going to spoil the end credit scene in uh in critical hulk has has uh, iron man right yeah iron man is yeah, tony stark's in it he like shows up and he's yeah. like hey and then general ross comes back in uh in uh um ultron general ross that um was that, hurt is, is that civil war Oh yeah, you're right. It was Civil War. Yeah, he's yeah, back in Civil, you, War. Right, Civil War. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, General Ross, uh, William Hurt is is in Hulk, and he comes back for that. Um, yeah, no, gender Th- General Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. That's the guy. That's the guy. Um, okay, yeah, no, but I I think that's an okay. I actually, just rewatched that. Uh, I think the last time I was in a hotel for the some Hulk? reason. Yeah, it was on TV. Oh, Incredible Hulk. I think it was on TV, and I, there was nothing else to watch, and so I watched that on in a hotel. Gosh, I don't remember why. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know either. Yeah, hmm. uh, probably because there was nothing else on. I, did, I, I tell you, I saw Black Panther. Finally. Yeah, you've yeah. seen that. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. It was real good. Yeah, it was real good. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, um. So everything was 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 good and clever. Everything was what I expected out of it, right? Because I heard lots of good things, and it was just as good as I heard it was mm-hmm. going to be. Uh, a couple things that surprised me. Uh, one, hey, spoilers coming. Uh, no, 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 no. no okay. I won't. All right. uh, I was. Uh, there was one thing I didn't like, but it was fine. Um, but I won't say what that is because it involves um, it involves stuff happening that I shouldn't talk about, probably. But okay. so two characters that I really enjoyed more than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the whole main cast, right? Like. Um, I loved. I'm a big Denai Guerrero fan because mm-hmm. uh, she's from The Walking Dead and she's good in that, and mm-hmm. so she's really good in this. Um, his sister Shuri uh, Lupita. I don't even know how to pronounce her last name. Nyongo. Sure. Yeah. Something uh, like Maz Kanata. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> she was fantastic. She's great, yeah. 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 She was uh, a lot of fun. She was a good balance for him. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, no, 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 no. We said that backwards. Uh, oh, Lupita we missed the- is, is his girlfriend. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't you're actually right. know what his sister's name is, but Shuri, his sister, um, she is. Uh, she was great. Like his girlfriend was fine, but she was the sister was just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael B. Jordan was a, oh, yeah. was a solid villain. That dude, um, he was great. He was well developed. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. a Marvel villain that was well developed. Um, mm-hmm. I believed his story. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but two of the characters that stood out to me that I didn't expect to give a crap about mm-hmm. were the two white guys. Yeah, because <laughs> going into that movie, like I was the least excited about the two the two yeah, other guys, sure. uh, which is Claw and right. uh, Everett Ross, um, yeah. played by Andy Serkis and um, Martin Freeman. Right. Um, but I expected Martin Freeman to be in the movie for a very short amount of time, mm-hmm. and he was a much bigger character. Sure, uh, and he was used very well. Mm-hmm. I thought, like, I yeah. was impressed at how well he was used, and I'm actually excited he's going to be in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Um, Claw, like, I didn't feel like in Ultron. I didn't remember him being so batshit crazy. Was he that crazy in Ultron? He was pretty crazy. Like, I, you know, well, I, I've only seen Ultron one time, I think. Me too. Because I didn't really care for it. Right. It was it was just okay, but... He, yeah. Um, which is too bad, because it, the Avengers was so good. The second one should have been even better, because yeah. they added James Spader and a bunch of other cool people, and right. it, it wasn't. But um, but he was, uh, he was... He was really crazy in a great way. Like, mm-hmm. a great way. Mm-hmm. Um, and his arm cannon is awesome, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um... So anyways, yeah, I really appreciated those two characters. Like I said, I, mm-hmm. I kind of just, I wasn't even thinking about them. I mean, I was so excited about like Chadwick Boseman yeah, is, yeah. is fantastic yeah. uh, and was in Civil War, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a highlight of that movie, mm-hmm. um, which he's kind of a happy accent in that movie because they had actually written the part for Spider-Man, a big part for Spider-Man. Oh, is that true? And I didn't they, know that. Did, they thought they weren't going to get the license in time. So they rewrote it for Black Panther, um, then got the license to the last minute, wrote in the small part for Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and didn't want to change the Panther stuff because it was so good and it become so integral to the movie. Right? I guess I, yeah, I didn't know that. I, in the comic book, Spider-Man is kind of the kind of the focal character of Civil War in the comics, Cause right? Because he, he comes out, yeah, right? Yeah, says on Peter Parker, yeah, right. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I agree that that Black Panther has the two best villains in any Marvel movie. Yeah. Period. Yeah, like, Claw and Killmonger are both uh, just 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 exemplary of what good villains yep, are yep. and how good villains can be right. and how much they can add to the story and to a world and to to the you know the hero yep. right yeah even the other um there were several other tribal leaders in Wakanda oh yeah but the two they highlighted i don't remember their names just yeah. cuz i'm bad with names but the guy the river tribe and the mountain uh the mountain tribe who were like the gorilla tribe yeah. like that was their like their totem or whatever right um, they were both really well cast and really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, very you know, like characters who, especially the the guy from the mountains, didn't have a lot of screen time. No, but he sold it. Like he was, sure. I appreciated yep. him. So, yep. um, yeah, and the 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 stuff they do with vibranium is interesting. Like, yeah, that it not only is it super strong, but it's also like has special powers or something. Yeah, basically that it's like in everything they have. Yeah. Yeah, which that's interesting. That it, yeah, um, I, whatever. That's fine. I mean, you know, right. they've got people casting magic spells, so why not have magic metal too? Right, right, right. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah, but um, and I I don't know enough about the comics to know if that's canon, if that that is in line with yeah, comics. I, or, I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, uh, I'm fine with it. I, yeah. Right, right. I, I wasn't expecting that. I was caught off guard by it. Right, but that's so, fine. So this is something that I wonder about this though. Like, when you have a a genre series like this, right? Mm -hmm. And then you introduce like this MacGuffin, right? And it's not like Doctor Strange with magic. Like, oh, that magic is super powerful. Yeah, but he and and, uh, his buddy are the only ones that can actually do it. I don't know his buddy's name because I haven't seen the movie yet. Um, There's a lot of people who use magic in the movie. But him and the the bald guy who like works with him, uh, who's in the new movie too, Mm -hmm. um, uh, they've got magic, oh, it's powerful and stuff, right? But 
not just any like Tony Stark couldn't learn how to do that, right? Presumably, maybe he could. I don't know, but well, you sh- you should see Doctor Strange. It's pretty good. Okay, so yeah. anyways, here's what I'm saying. Okay, that would we can agree that even if he could, that would take time, right? It would take time, and you'd have to learn this stuff. Sure. Right? This whole vibranium business, mm-hmm. like they basically have unlimited supply of vibranium forever, is what they've said, right? Uh, yeah, it certainly certainly seems that way. Yeah, yeah. and well, they make reference to we've been mining this for a hundred yeah. years and we've barely scratched the surface, yeah. or something like that, right? But the reason, um, what's so insane about that is, like, everything they do with the vibranium mm-hmm. makes everything better. So, like, if they decided, like, they're gonna do, like, say they want to actually like give the other Avengers vibranium stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone should just be invincible. Right. Well, so you see what I mean. Like Iron Man's vibranium. If he had a vibranium suit, basically, sure, he's fine forever. Well, I I think they 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 took care of that though in 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 the setup for that. That you know the, the whole thing like well you know we we stayed isolated and stayed protected, mm-hmm. right? So technologically, they're they're like say a hundred years ahead of the rest of the world, right? Technologically, right. right. And, and but they've had vibranium for. You know how long is it? Five hundred years right. there in that there that that culture maybe longer, maybe a thousand years. And in a thousand years, they've gotten ten percent ahead of the rest of the world. You know, so it's it's actually it, it seems very far advanced and very futuristic. But if you look at it in the grand scale of how long it's taken them to get here, they're actually right. have never been that much farther ahead. It's just been a cumulative process, right? And I, no, I agree with that. I'm just saying, like for the actual series, right? For the movie mm-hmm. series, right? If suddenly why would you not give every other superhero a vibranium suit? Well, sure. Yeah. Why would you just not do that? Yeah. Right. Right. Because that kinetic suit is, first of all, is friggin' well, yeah, big, neat. Right. I yeah. mean, like, what a great idea, right? Yeah. Um. And that and that's. I mean, that's a good example. Of the kind of stuff that that these movies they're gonna have to deal with at some point, right? Right. It, it's also like every time there's an individual movie, why don't the Avengers just come help? And that's something right. that they have to keep figuring out ways to write right. around. And they're doing that by setting things back in time, right? Or right. before the reveal of the Avengers. And- or like, you know, Spider-Man is a great example of how to make that work, right? Sure. Iron Man's just there. He's yeah. just there. Right. And he's busy when he's not helping. But when there's a problem, he comes and helps because he's Iron Man. It's what he does. Yeah. Who knows where Captain America is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well he's, he's running around blowing up Hydra or something. He's in hiding, right? Because that was after Civil War. Right. But I think... I'm pretty sure him and Black would have been running around like blowing up the rest of the Hydra people or something like that, because um, there's always like Hydra people to take out. Like they haven't had Hydra since like Winter no. Soldier. No man, don't talk to me about no, no, Agent Shield. Uh, they're still everywhere. Trust me. But no, what was no no no? What, I read it. Hydra thing. hasn't been the bad guy since Winter Soldier. Right. Anyways. He was going around, him and Blackwood have been going around like blowing stuff up on missions and stuff. And Falcon, right? He's Not with in them. movies. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what they did after Civil War. I read a thing with an interview with Chris Evans where he said, that's what we've been doing. Okay, well, as far as we know, that's we don't know that yet. Well, we we're going to find that out. Okay, so, sure. yeah. I'm just saying, we don't know that yet. He has a beard, man. He's got cred now. <laughs> like Hot Ryu. So. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> like Hot Ryu. Yeah. Yeah, um, when they released a Ryu skin for Street Fighter with a beard, and everybody right. started calling him a Hot Ryu. <laughs> the uh, but you know I'm uh, like uh, I don't know what I was gonna say. Oh, you, it's amazing going back and looking at some of the CG work in the old movies, mm-hmm. and realizing that some of it really holds up well, and some of it really doesn't. Sure, <laughs> there's some stuff in Iron Man where I'm like, that does not look good. Yeah, but like friggin' right. Steve Rogers, like 
the curious case of Benjamin Button crap they mm-hmm. did with him, that looks legit. Yeah. Like it's it's weird because your brain is like, no, Chris Evans is a big hulking dude. Yeah. Um, but like it looks like if you didn't know that, yeah, he, he just looks like a normal dude. It's true. I mean, he looks like a small dude, but yeah. Yeah. That I mean they did that with Tobey Maguire in the first Spider Man movie. Only, but only for one scene, not for like extended periods, right? Right. Just right. for one scene with his shirt off, but it, but it looked pretty good. I mean, yeah. it was convincing. Yeah. But no, for like half the movie, dude is like. Mm-hmm. One of the things I'm noticing is the amount of screen time that you, the superheroes actually get in their superhero like stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. It is minimal in these some of these movies. Iron Man, totally. Iron Man Two, Captain America. It's very minimal. Like the stuff they're actually mm-hmm. like where they're suited up. Right. Yeah, sure. Like yeah. Thor is hard because Thor is just always wearing his suit because yeah. it's like that's his clothes. Did you ever see Ragnarok? No, I gotta watch that. Yeah, you should see it. That and Doctor that's Strange, fun. I have to watch before before Infinity. Three War. weeks from now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I can't. I wait. think Doctor Strange is streaming on Netflix. It is. It okay, is. Yeah. yeah. So I started should... watching it and the buildings were folding and I was like, ugh, and then I stopped watching it. You should. You should finish it. It's worth. No, seeing. I, I'm gonna yeah, finish it yeah, because it's it, worth seeing because I'll see everything in the continuity. Yeah, but I, I've got a plane trip coming up. Uh, I think I'm going to watch Justice League on that. Oh gosh, I hate the Justice League. Yeah, we haven't seen it yet. I don't have to. I'll never see that movie. I, Superman is stupid. Yes, Ben Affleck is stupid. Yes, um, Jason Momoa is awesome. Right, he's okay. No, not in that movie, but in, just in general. Aquaman, like I love not. him. Right? Yeah. Well, Aquaman yeah. sucks, but um, the Flash, like. I'm not. I know you hate when I talk about TV series. The Flash TV series is not a good show, uh-huh. but I watched a whole season of that not mm-hmm. good show. And I'll tell you what, uh, Barry, whatever that guy's name is, Barry Allen. No, but I'm talking about the real guy. I really Grant Gustin, I think, or is that who plays him? in? yeah, Grant Gustin, he looks so much more like the Flash than that other dude they cast, who looks like he's wearing the dumbest suit ever. That suit looks so fake. That scrawny kid, yeah, who plays the Flash, yeah. Wait, on the movie I'm talking about. I don't know. Oh. The guy in the movie looks terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this suit is terrible, too. But the suit, like, on the TV show was actually pretty good. Well, I think that the original Flash from the 90s is is still my favorite version of Flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that guy's in. He yeah, plays his dad He's or dead, something. Yeah, yeah. And I think he gets to be the Flash at some point. Because, like, on that show, everyone is the Flash at some point. <laughs> Like, I'm serious. No, I'm not even making that up. No, I like, believe you, because it's a TV show, and they have to keep filling episodes. Right. They have to fill a 24-episode season. Right. Um, and then who's the Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman's cool. Like, I haven't seen Wonder Woman. I, I might see that. It's good. But I will not see Batman versus Superman. I, I think, will not see... I think Wonder Woman is on HBO streaming. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think HBO set back up. Yeah. Uh, we saw, went and saw A Quiet Place. I heard that's really it's, solid. It's real yeah. good. Yeah, it's real good. I don't want to say much about it. Um, right. I would say if you go see it, and you should go see it, if you go see it, uh, don't be the guy who opens his candy in the middle of the movie. <laughs> because it is the, I'm assuming there is not a lot of dialogue in the movie. It is a lot of, uh, yeah, I mean, what dialogue is in there is basically all sign language with subtitles. Oh, they do subtitles. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Um, yeah, they, that's, that's necessary. It's, it's right. important, but, um, yeah, but it is very quiet. And I mean, there are moments where, where the music picks up, but. I was gonna ask, is it is it a lot of not music though? A lot of just dead quiet? Um, you know what? I don't even remember. I was right. so focused on what was going on, I I didn't notice a lot right. of the time. I'd read a thing where somebody was saying they felt like it should have been a Cloverfield movie 
because it like very much fits that genre. Yeah, well, I of... read some articles that said that, that when the script was in early development, they pitched it to uh, Bad Robot, and Bad Robot almost bought it to be a Cloverfield movie. Okay. Yeah. That's what I, I read, right. but... I don't know. I'm kind of glad they didn't, just because, like, let it be its own thing, right? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. No. I, and John I, Krasinski directed that. Yeah. Well, he he uh, he also, I think, rewrote it, too. Oh, did he? Wow. Yeah. So, I think he has a screenwriting credit. Wow. Yeah. I know that I was watching an interview with him, and he said that he showed it to his wife, because he really wanted to cast a deaf actress in the role. I don't know if she's deaf in the movie or not, but, like, he wanted to cast a deaf actress, somebody who was really good at doing sign language. Uh, one of the kids is deaf. Oh, okay. Deaf, yeah. So, um... But um, but his wife saw it and was like, I need to do this. And he was like, all right, you're my wife. So, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's good. Uh, yeah, we really, really enjoyed it very much. Cool. Uh, it's worth seeing. And it's it's one of those movies that it can be, it could be better in the theater than at home because when you see it in a theater, you're like, everybody's in it together, right? We're all pulling for these people. Right. But there's also the chance that you're seeing it in a theater and there's some a-holes in there who are not being respectful of... Right. Right. So it's a risk, right? Yeah. I think I, I, we had a good audience that we saw it with that was right. fully engaged. Right. And like like when it was over, like I, we were kind of looking around and like making eye contact with people and we were all like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> holy cow did you just see that wow, wow. like it was yeah. like a sense of like teamwork or something you know <laughs> right but it could have gone a different way and uh, we were yeah. lucky so right so i think uh it's worth seeing in the theater uh if you if you have a theater in your area that that has a typically has a good audience right yeah right so anyway cool all right but it's good um, we were going to talk, uh, uh topic wise topic. Yeah. So lately I've been cleaning out my house. Yeah. You saw there, you got a dumpster outside and everything. I like, go big or go home, right? Yeah. Go big or throw it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we moved several years back and we, we moved in a hurry. Um, so we, uh, in witness protection and all, but, uh, we, um, needed to move our stuff pretty quickly cause the, this, the house closed fast and stuff. And, uh, we were trying to sell the old house. So we didn't do a lot of getting rid of stuff. Right. So we moved over, uh, and, I've been going through stuff this last week and we got a dumpster just to throw out some, we, mostly we had a few big things that weren't donatable because they just were, were junky. Mm-hmm. Well, some of them were big metal shelves in the basement that weren't ours. They just came with the house and they were terrible and I wanted to get rid of them. Um, so we got the dumpster. It was pretty reasonable. Um, but I started going through like tubs of stuff like Rubbermaid tubs. That's mm. our, that's our big thing. The totes. And we, uh, what we found is like several things where I'm like, why, why do I still have this? Like, I thought I got rid of this like six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, one of the things I've been organizing and going through that's desperately needed is my game collection. Mm. Um, just like, and so I'm struggling right now with this, um, because this is, this is kind of the question. And I know you, you did kind of mention this as calling your game collection, but yeah. I, I'm just thinking in general of like, how do you know what to keep and what not to keep? There are games up there I've never played that I may never play, but still look like I don't want to get rid of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're like Castle Dice is an awesome game, right? Like I've never played that game. I've never played it. But I guarantee if I did play it, I would love it because sure. it's rolling dice. It's like sure. dice collection. Um, I'd be all over that game. But yeah. So I, I see other games up there uh, that I'll probably never play. And maybe I could just get rid of... Here's the dilemma I face with that, though. Okay. The easiest way to get rid of those is take them to a local game store and get ripped off, right? Yeah. I actually uh, traded a game in there 
Uh, Tom Vassell, yeah, they hate those game stores. <laughs> Sorry, I just can't you let just it go. Can't handle it. I just can't let it go. But no, so I got fifty bucks for a pile of games. Uh, one of them was a sealed Kickstarter game that I've never played. Uh, it was a bigger box game. You know what game it is. Okay. So, um, and uh, but I'm not gonna say because that's mean. Uh, but anyways, uh, so I uh took it in and uh, I got fifty bucks for the pile of like twelve games. Mm-hmm. A lot of them were quite small, and it was fifty bucks in store credit, which I turned around and bought stuff with. If that still Kickstarter game is what I'm thinking of, then I wish you'd given it to me because <laughs> I would have liked to play that. Oh, but I'm not sure. Anyway, sorry, I sorry. would have. Yeah, go on. To be fair, there was probably forty to fifty dollars they gave me. Well, you can go buy that now at yeah. Fanfare. Sure. Uh, for uh, $50. Because I'm sure it's brand new and they put it up there. In the box with yeah. 40% off. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so if you want to buy it. So, anyways, but so they keep giving me gift cards. And actually, my team from work got me a gift, car- a gift card to the um, to Fanfare for yeah. Christmas, which is super nice of them. But, like, that has a feast or famine store, right? Like, they don't right now. There are two games I want. I want Monikers and I want uh, Monopoly Gamer. They don't have either one. They can't get either one. Yeah. Um. So I got this fifty dollars gift card that I, I I really don't know how to spend it there. Mm-hmm. Um. Because there's no other games that I want right now. Comic books. I don't like comic books. Right. I mean, comic books are cool, but I I can't read them. I actually found a pile of comic books that I'd like to trade in. Mm. Um. So, anyways, I don't know what to do because I've got these games. I guess I could go on BGG and do like math trades or something, but that really yeah. just gets me more games. And I don't know how that works, but you're right. That just you place the games you have with games that you could have, right? Yeah, right. And like I have that problem too. That when I, I we both I've been going to Gen Con now for more than ten years. You've been going mm-hmm. even longer. And every time I go there, I want to get more games. Oh, I'm I get excited, right? But then I stop myself and think, well, gosh, last year I bought four games, and the year before that I bought three games, and the year before that I bought seven games. And how many of those have I actually played? And then how many of those have I played on a regular basis where I feel like I've gotten my money's worth out right. of them? Yeah, and it's, yeah. So I get that. Somebody tweeted recently, and I'm going to paraphrase because I'm too lazy to pull it up, but mm. they basically said, my game collection is like having 47 pizzas in the freezer, going out, buying seven more pizzas and new flavors, putting those in the freezer, Thinking about maybe getting another freezer and then opening one of the pizzas, not cooking it, just throwing back in the freezer unboxed. Like, right? I mean, that's that that's what a lot of us in in yeah. you know, I know that we talk a lot about design in this show, but this frankly is a problem that game designers have, right? Oh yeah. I mean, we have friends like Mr. Kopak, who has more games than probably you and I combined, mm-hmm. and he's even gotten rid of some um I mean he's not a designer, but he is one of the most avid gamers that we know. Sure. Um, but I look at like a Katarski or something. He's got just boatloads of games and he's been trying to sell them off. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think he just sold a bunch of them off. Mm. Um, you know, <sighs> yeah. So, I mean, I think this is a common problem among game designers, right? Sure. Now, yeah. How many games do you think you have at home? Oh, uh, I probably have between 60 and 80 games. Yeah, and I would I would put myself at well over a hundred. Yeah, um, well over a hundred. Yeah, because um, um, first of all, I'm addicted. Like I see a cool game that are set dice over there yeah. on clearance at Meyer. Don't know what it is. Had dice, looked fun on clearance. Bought it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, of course, I struggle because I see so much stuff on Kickstarter, and I'm like, oh god, that looks cool. Oh, that's. Oh, I know that guy's a really good designer. Oh, hey, cool. My friend's game is up and yeah. I want to back it, right? But but then I stop myself and I think about, well, 
you have all those games in your closet that you're not playing. Right. And and we've talked about that before. That yep. we, we just can't back everything on Kickstarter. Right. We just can't do it. I've mostly started only backing specific companies where I know that I will like every game. Mm-hmm. But like for friends and stuff, I just, unless the game looks like something I will genuinely play, mm-hmm. I just don't back it. And that's, you know. Um, yeah, it's tough. Just simply because you run out of money after a while, right? Yeah, it gets expensive. So, actually, yeah. right now I have no outstanding Kickstarter uh, projects or Kickstarters. I think I have two. Yeah. Now that Tea Party uh, shipped and has been is arrived, yeah, I have nothing left now that has not delivered. I waited on Kids on Bikes, which is an RPG, so I, that's different. Sure. Um, and then um, Palm Island, I think it was super cheap. And it just, it just, it was my type of game mm-hmm, that I mm-hmm. never will play, but oh, it's going to look good on my shelf, man. A little, little, little filler game. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so what do we do about this, Rob? What do, what do we do as designers or, or even just game players in general? What do we do to, know. to, to get better, to be more responsible with the games that we have? Um, so trades, trades are trades. You're not actually making any space, right? Depends. So I, when I just full disclosure, when I Um, dropped off those 12 games to fanfare and got the 50 bucks, I bought two games for $50. So I did trade down. Yeah. But not much. Right. Um, so yeah, um, Trading can be okay, but it's not a deal if you want to if you want to reduce, right? If you want to reduce, so what do you do? You have three options when you reduce. You you try and sell it. So what eBay or something, right? You donate it to Goodwill or Salvation a, Army or whatever, which is a losing proposition because most of the games we would donate, people are Goodwill or like your average Goodwill customer. And I don't mean anything like your average customer really, yeah, who might buy a game isn't probably going to be interested in the games we're, you know. Right. And that's the thing is that that the third option is just throw it in the garbage, which feels like a crime. Right. But I feel like donating it to someplace like that is about the same as throwing it in the garbage. Unless you can figure out which place Jason Katarski shops at because he'll <laughs> buy it. What about donating it to like a school or something? Well, so that I, I was thinking about that. It's schools that's going to depend a lot on theme and subject matter, right? And complexity. Right. You know, I, the next, my next thought was, well, what, there's a couple of bars around town here that, that have game collections. So could conceivably donate to that. Might be able to trade it for beer. Might be able to trade it for beer, but I don't know if they accept that stuff. Right. Um, and you know, our local, local bar, one well that has a big game selection, really, they're not interested in gamer games. They're interested in, in simple stuff that everybody knows how to play, right? right? In Cards Against Humanity. They have some gamer games, but But, mostly they have. Yeah, but that's not... And they say they want to encourage that, but we know that when the lights are low and the music is loud, they don't actually want you to be there playing a gamer game. Right. You know? They that's they say they they welcome us, and they're certainly not going to chase anybody out, but but the atmosphere is not conducive to that. I agree Um, with that. So, (sighs) yeah, it's tough, man. I don't know. I I guess I guess maybe 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 here's the thing. Okay, maybe you find a young gamer and you just say you just say here let me help you start your collection. 
That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. That could be a thing. So I'm just going to start Christmas gifting to people. Like, oh, you like games, huh? Here's a game. It's still in shrink wrap. I've never played it. Certainly, I bought it for you. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you how many games I still got in shrink. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can see sitting right here. One, two, three, four. I can see four, five, five games in shrink just sitting yeah. right here. But of ones that aren't in shrink, I can see at least five more I've never played. Yeah. I just took about a shrink because I was like, oh, man, I'm excited. Yeah. Nope. I mean, I've still got games that are in sealed in the boxes. They, they came to me in the mail. I, I don't have that. I'm good about opening them. Took them. I took that box downstairs to our game closet and was like, "All right, this arrived and it's on the shelf." And now it's just a brown box, and I'm not even sure what's in it. <laughs> you should open it sometime. Like you and Christine are like should play like game box roulette. Yeah. Like we're gonna play a game tonight. Okay, <laughs> uh, I pick this box. Like what's inside? Yeah, I think I've got at least four like that in our game closet. I'm good about that. I don't do that. Um, yeah. Well, that's like I found. Vikings on board, a game I was super jazzed about trying. It comes with those like ships and stuff, and like I was like, "Oh, this is great!" Mm. It's still in shrink. Yeah, never opened it. We did something um, a couple of months ago. There was a game. I, I, again, I won't say what it was. Uh, it was a game that I got it from a Kickstarter that I'd had for like two and a half years, and and I'd never opened it. Like I took it out of the box, but I never never opened it and unpacked it and looked at it. And I and we were we were kind of bored, and I was like, you know what? Gall darn it. This is the oldest game that I have that I've never touched. It's time for us to play this. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, let's do this. All right, let's go. And we got, we read the rules and like, oh, that's weird. That doesn't make so much sense. And we got about three hands into playing the game. And I've been waiting two and a half years to play this. I, oh, uh, yeah. I could take some guesses <laughs> as to what <laughs> game you're talking about. Yeah. I won't, though. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, that's the other fear, one of the fears that I have, though, right? Like, right. I could learn to play something new and open one of these things that I haven't touched before, or I could just play something that I know is fun. Right. You know, I, but see, I want to play, like, I like the new experience of games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But I just really want to hire someone to teach me how to play them all. That's the thing, like, right? why can't Kopak just live here? Because he's so good at teaching games. Yeah, And I love playing games with him. And I love when he teaches me games. Yeah. It's like a win-win. Yeah, when it's just Christine and I at home, it's just too easy to, well, let's just watch The Office. Right, you know, <laughs> right. Let's just play Carcassonne. Another game I have that I've never played. It's good. I you bought it because you like it's so good. Oh my gosh, I that game. I'll, I'll happily so. teach you how to play Carcassonne. Sometimes. I should probably let you because if you and Christine like it so much, I bet that my wife and I would I like it would, so yeah. much. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So culling your game collection. Um, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, builders. I'm curious what advice you guys have on this subject. How do you how do you pare down your collection while being respectful to the creators of those games? And it's it's like I feel about it the same way I feel about a book. I don't want to throw a book in the garbage. I don't want to do that, right? Because I feel like that's that's offensive. It's the same, th- yeah, yeah. It's the same reason why I have a Rubbermaid tub full of uh, CDs. Sure, yeah, yeah. Stuff I'll never listen to again. Right. Though Steph and I actually did say she's like. We basically have all that on iTunes, and even if we lost it, we would just buy it again, wouldn't we? And I was like, "Well, that's easier than reloading it." Yeah, she's like, "Yeah." So yeah. we're gonna go through and look for CDs that are like irreplaceable, like because mm-hmm. that's the thing is some of those games up there. I mean, I can see at least three or four games from right here mm-hmm. that if I threw those away and then someday was like found out it was a good game, sure. I'm screwed because right. I'll never get that game back. Yeah, right. Um, you know, so yeah, it's tough. 
I don't know. And I like playing new games. I just don't like learning new games. Like I hate teaching myself games. Oh my gosh, I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. We're terrible people, Jason. But think like that's that's like this this is an interesting topic in of itself that we should talk about sometime is the idea that for, for it's not just you and me. I hear other people say this all the time. The barrier for entry to learn a new game is so high, mm-hmm. even not on a hard game, mm-hmm. that you just don't want to put the effort into it. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. That's so stupid, but like we are not the only people that suffer from that problem. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Anyways. We're terrible people. We are. Hey, I'm gonna pitch a game. Okay. I bet it's gonna be great. I bet I'll never play it. <laughs> You might play it. I have a prototype of it. So, <laughs> okay. This is one of the games I took on pub. On a, on a, on a, on a, on pub. I got to pull it up in my Google Drive. Google Drive. Use Google Drive, people, because if you do, you should, because it's cool. All right. The name of this game is The Bureau of Evildoers. All right. Yes. Yeah, so, the idea of this okay. game yeah. is simple uh, a bunch of supervillains got together. They got tired of uh, losing, right? Supervillains, they lose a lot, right? I hate it when I lose. Yeah, so they got tired of losing. And they were like, what do we do? How do we get organized? How do we... We need some sort of, you know, bad guy justice league. We need some sort of some group, right? We need to do something. So they thought, what if we formed like a corporation and had a board meeting? And we used that board meeting as a way to figure out um, what to do to beat the good guys, right? And I realize when I say it like that, it kind of sounds like the prequels, like where they spend a lot of time in the Galactic Senate, but trust me, this is way more fun than the prequels to Star Wars. Um, so is this, you know, could be sort of a, like, as as if they were a legion, right? A legion, and they were committed to bringing uh, doom kind of like to that. the world? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. If I could call this game the Legion of Doom, I sure as crap would. Okay. Okay. So um, I'm not going to talk about the the list of components like I normally would just because uh, that is kind of in flux right now. I'm looking to cull a bunch of components out of it because it's got too many um, and you don't need all the ones it has. So, okay. <clears throat> so here's the setup of the game. Um, middle of the board. So you're, well, you're sitting around like a, like a boardroom, right? Uh-huh. Uh, sitting around the table. In the middle of the board is a list of eight projects. It's a little tableau. It has a picture of each project. And it says what type of project it is, right? Mm-hmm. So there are um, there are eight projects, and there are two different types of resources in the game. Well, mm-hmm. smashing my mic, resources in the game uh, that you can use uh, to to do stuff, right? So the the four types of resources are science, technology, galactic, and nature. Okay, or cosmic, sorry, cosmic and nature, right? So those are kind of the four generic things I came up with. Okay. So there's two of each out there, right? So there's two things of each, and those are just generic in the middle of the board. They have the name of the project and that other information on there. At the beginning of the game, you're going to throw three resource cubes of each type on that, okay? Okay. Now you, as the supervillain, you, uh, everybody's going to get a supervillain card. It's going to mm-hmm. tell them who they are, and it's going to tell them what their superpower is. Uh, and we'll get back to that. Uh, but we're also going to be given as a portfolio card. And that is a list of every single project, right? Mm. Uh, though I'm looking to change it up. But right now, it's a list of every single project, all eight of them. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's got just the name of the project and the word over or under. Mm-hmm. Under, okay? And you'll have four of each. They'll be mixed up, but you'll have four overs and four unders, guaranteed. Okay? Okay. 
Um, your supervillain also has a favorite project that they really, really want to get funded. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Um, and Their then you're project. gonna you're gonna get a token, and on that token is gonna be the number six, seven, eight, or nine. Six, seven, okay? eight, nine. Uh, you, that'll be face down. Only you'll know what it is. There's two of each. So in a um, in a in an eight player game, uh, I mean, sorry, in a six player game, they'll still be leftover tokens. So you don't actually you know they're not all out there, right? Mm-hmm. Two players could have sixes. No players may have nines, right? Um. So what that is is that's your target. So if I need. Mm. Over six, that means seven or above for, for to pass. Six or uh, five or below to to if I wanted to fail. Does that make sense? So everyone's got this personalized target, so you don't actually know what people want, other than the fact that you know what their primary project is. So the interesting thing about the way the portfolio cards are set up right now that can be a little confusing is, um, say that I want Project Sunbeam. That's my that's my my project, right? I want that project to get funded to the highest level, right? So if that's my primary one, I'm going to earn seven points at the end of the game if that is the most funded project out there, right? Next player is going to earn five points, uh, then three, then two. So basically the top four funded projects are going to win. If there's ever a tie, those are just negated and you jump down one Mm. to really screw people over because that felt very super villainy. That was actually a playtester's idea and I loved that because Mm -hmm. it screws each other over uh, like supervillains, sure. which is why they don't get anywhere. Um, so here's what's going to happen. Uh, during the game, uh, you're going to each be given um, uh, two proposal cards, right? Uh, or no, you'll be given a handful of proposal cards, sorry. And you're going to, uh, one person will be the chairperson for that round. And every person will take one of their proposal cards and slide it over face down to the um, to the uh, chairperson. who will pick them up, take a look at them. Cull it down to there's only three left. So in a six-player game, they're going to be ditching three of them. Um, and they're going to put them face up. And then everyone's going to vote on which one they want to get funded. Okay? And the proposals are going to add or subtract resources to things on the tableau. And it may say Project Sunbeam gets three. Or it may say the science ones each get one or each get two. Or the science ones each lose one or lose two. Mm-hmm. Um, or it may say all players get to choose one, right? Or all players get to choose one to put out, right? So there's a lot of options of what you're voting on, okay? Um, so the way voting works is the, the, the chairperson will point at one and say one, two, three, vote. Everybody raises their hand who cares about that one. And then the next one and the next one, you can only vote for one. Mm. If there's ever a tie, so three and three or two and two or even two, 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 right? Uh, the chairperson chooses which one actually wins okay. so the sure person actually enjoys ties because sure. it means they get what they want because they don't get to vote otherwise um and the chairperson rotates every turn um you play the game until everyone has been the chairperson once uh in most games if it's only a five player game you would play it so that everybody been or, uh, only if it only uh, a three or four player game you would play it so that everyone's been the chairperson uh twice right okay. um there's also superhero cards, and what will happen is every time you vote on a project and then do all the stuff for it, you then flip over a superhero card, and it will say something about the project you just did, and if the project or the proposal you just did, and if that proposal agrees with what they did, they're going to penalize you for that, because it's basically the superheroes are paying attention, right? Yeah. Um, and some of them are really simple. It's like, like this specific project was funded. And so that's likely not going to trigger. But some of them are like, this project wasn't funded. So like, mm. you're probably getting hosed on that one, yeah. right? Um, and uh, 
and then, so the superpowers, the way those work are, um, I can use my superpower at any time where it makes sense, right? Um, and uh, after I've used that, I flip my card over. And at the end of the next turn, if it's face down, I flip it back up and I can use it again, right? Um, and superpowers do things like, um, you know, they're, uh, well, here, I can uh, read to you some of the, uh, if you don't mind. Yeah, please. Uh, I can tell you some of the characters and what their superpowers are. So the villains, uh, the villains are, uh, you know, like, for instance, uh, one of the guy's abilities, his name is Rex Ruthor. The description of him is not copyright infringement. Um, And uh, he can give someone a resource and force them to change their vote uh, because he's a billionaire, right? So he's got lots of money so he can make you vote with him. Mm. Uh, One of the other characters um, can uh, actually change the uh, uh, card, the description on a card from one resource to a different resource, right? So nature just got funny. They're like, no, it was cosmic because that's Mm. what I care about, right? Um, somebody else, uh, can add two cards to the mix. One person can take a card away after the three have been set out. They can say no and get rid of one. Hmm. Um, one person can change a plus or a minus. So if it says, uh, gets one, everyone draws one, you could say minus one. Everyone actually draws zero, right? Okay. Or you can make it plus two if you want it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else can you do? One, you could change the project name on a card to something else. Uh, one character can trade a resource they have in their stash because everybody also has resources in their stash. You start with two of each at the beginning of the game. Okay. Uh, in at the end of your turn, sorry, I neglected this. At the end of your turn, you are allowed to, if you choose to, to put one resource somewhere on the board okay. to affect it. Yep. Okay. Well, that's important. Sorry, that yeah. allows you to uh to fund what you want to fund. Sure, to still push. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then one person has the ability to take one, take a resource off a thing and move it to another like resource. So I can take it off one nature project and put it on another, which doesn't sound powerful, but in the game we played was actually super powerful. So, um, so that's, uh, that is it for now. Um, that's what I have. Uh, it, it, we play tested it. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to play test it with some designer friends and ended up play testing it with a group of people who were just like, we'll play anything. Sure. And I was like, Okay. And then they really enjoyed it. Like they really got it. Like it was um they Good. they they clicked for them. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome when that happens, right? With play testers when you're like, oh my gosh, right. they get it. They get yeah. it. Um so anyways, uh it was good. It was very good. Um and we had a lot of fun and uh I got some tweaks to make. Like I said, it's got too many cards. Mm-hmm. Uh I basically it has ninety proposal cards, which is unnecessary. The reason it has ninety is because I was in a hurry and the math worked out for balancing. <laughs> sure. So I just did 90. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can probably cut that down easily to 72, if not even lower than that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, oh, also cool. there's too many superhero cards. Same, same deal. Sure. Those can get culled down big time. So, mm-hmm. uh, cool. but it's promising. Uh, I'm hoping you bring that one to Gen Con to play around with. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. 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 Very cool. That's what I got. Yeah. No, I, um, we talked about that a few weeks ago. Uh, off the podcast, and uh, I was immediately excited by the theme. Well, you showed me the Legion of Doom commercial that I'd, I'd never seen before. Yeah, old Cartoon Network commercial. And I was like, yes, this is this is what I want right. this to be. Just a bunch <laughs> of villains just arguing over nonsense. Or wanting pants. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I love that idea, and I would really very much like to try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to... Uh, yeah. We need to have a game night where we can get... Cause I, you can mm-hmm. play it with three plus, um, but I mean, I would really rather play it with five. Five is, sure. I think, is kind of the yeah. four would work, but you're really only culling out. Well, no, see, that's the thing. Sorry, it's four plus, uh, but in a four player game, the catch is 
uh, you're dropping it onto two votes, right? Because you're basically taking out one person's card that were, yeah. was put in. Um, so it just it may not be as fun. I'm honestly not sure. Sure. So maybe it's worth trying with. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. Okay. Anyways, cool. Ta-da. Right. I think we're out of time. We are. Yeah. So thanks everybody for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, send us an email to buildinggamepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at podcastbtg. I am at poorly underscore design. Jason is at ja slingerland. Uh, like us in places. Give us reviews. Uh, call our Google Voice number at seven seven zero tell btg or send an email to buildinggamepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna wrap it up right there because we are out of time. We gotta we got another thing to do here. Good night. Good night. Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All of the ideas presented by Rob and Jason are property of the Building the Game podcast. Next time on Building the Game. So we'll have to figure that out. Yeah. But we don't figure that out right now. We don't. That could be our topic. We can just nope. figure out scheduling. We'll talk about culling our game collection instead. Yeah. Set it on fire. Hello and welcome to 